Today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. A former account supervisor for the city of Hamilton has been emailing uh, with critical questions about accounting methods and, and, well, frankly, spending and the way things have been going in the city. He's been doing this for years. This dates way back even when I was on city council 17, 18 years ago. He is now finding that his emails to counselors and staff are being blocked, although city staff have a different word for, to describe exactly what's going on. Joining us to talk about this whole situation is Wade Poziomko, who is a lawyer with Ross and McBride in town, who is also representing the aggrieved individual. Wade, thank you for the time. It's good to have you with us today. No, oh, thanks for having me, Bill. How'd you how'd you come across this whole idea? Uh, Shaker came in to, to see me and let me know that his uh, email communications were being blocked, so I asked to take a look at some of them. And really, he's he's asking for clarification clarification of issues. He's asking questions around budgeting, the police services board budgeting, all issues that affect taxpayer dollars. And so after seeing the questions he's asking, I mean, he is perseverant, but he's doing it um, for a legitimate purpose. I think he's doing it in good faith, and he's trying to find answers to, to issues that are happening at City Hall. And then to see that his emails are blocked, or I think the city uh, of Hamilton said that they're being vetted, um, from my perspective, is problematic. Well, yeah, as I mentioned, I, I know Shaker and I know his reputation. Uh, he had just recently retired, I think, when I went on to council in 1997. But he was he was a regular around City Hall, uh, talking to councillors, asking questions of staff, etc. Why all of a sudden is this guy, uh, you know, being treated in the way he's being treated? I think you have a, a change at City Hall with the city manager. I know we have uh, acting city manager Mike Zegrak is in there in an interim role. Um I don't know specifically why the change is there, but I have a feeling it has to do with a, a change in leadership. Because he's not doing anything, at least from what I can see here, he's not doing anything that he hasn't been doing for the last 15 or 16 years. No, he's asking questions. He's holding people's feet to the fire, and sometimes he's right, sometimes he's wrong. He's looking for information. Um, but importantly, I think, you know, sometimes the questions that he asks benefit us all, right? It, it, they can save taxpayer dollars. They can find discrepancies and errors and yeah nothing's changed from my perspective from what i've been able to see the only thing that's changed is i guess the city stance maybe policy at this point of blocking uh people who have critical questions yeah but that's part of the democratic process isn't it wade yeah i think it is i mean uh, he has the right to gather information as any taxpayer does any citizen uh, in hamilton i think he uh, he's asking questions that many of us may not know to ask certainly i don't know to ask he's much he's much uh more familiar with numbers and and with the budgets and line items than, than I would be, and I would assume most people. Um, so I think he's asking important questions, and I mean, I'm sure it's taking up city staff time, and uh, I'm sure they don't like to be criticized when he finds errors. But well, yeah, I nobody mean, nobody does. It's holding their feet to the fire. Yeah. yeah, nobody does. But that kind of goes with the job if you're going to be an elected official or work for the city. Right? And he's also, I know, in, in the past. I've uh, been critical of some of the decisions made by the Police Services Board and some of their finances. So, I mean, this is very much in keeping with what he's been doing. I, I got the quote uh, from uh, Andrew Dreschel's column today, uh, Wade, uh, from Mr. Mag- uh, Zagarek, who, of course, as you mentioned, is the acting city manager. Uh, he says that uh, emails that are deemed inappropriate or harassing by calling into question the staffer's professional responsibilities are not delivered. Now, you've seen these emails. D- is that a description of, of what Shaker's writing? No, not from my perspective. I mean, I haven't seen, I'm sure I haven't seen every email that's gone over the years, but his, his emails are, are questioning what exactly they're doing. And if he thinks there's something wrong, he points that out. And he always ends, it, it's always respectful. I mean, he's asking t- tough questions, but they're always respectful in nature. And so, I mean, when, when uh, the acting city manager says, 
calling in to question staffers' professional responsibilities. Well, isn't that our right as citizens? I mean, that's where I really have a problem. That seems anti-democratic to me. Well, that's the, the way it struck me, too, because, like I say, we've seen this guy do this. And, yeah, it is, it's uncomfortable, I guess, for some staff. Uh, but, I mean, these are the same sorts of questions that, that I would hear from. And I, I've talked to Shaker a number of times when I was on city council. Uh, and I, I can agree or disagree with him. I mean, that's my, my right as a counselor, just as these guys have the right to, to do exactly the same thing. But he still has a right to be heard, and he still has a right to ask those questions. And these are probably, and you've seen many of the emails he sent, probably the same sorts of questions that, that's, that counselors should be asking of staff during a budget process. Right. No, I, I agree. And I think that, that Shaker has the, the expertise to maybe understand them a, a little bit better than some, right? But certainly counselors should be asking these questions. But more importantly, forget about the questions he's asking. Counselors should be saying to city staff, if you're going behind our back and you're blocking citizens from asking these tough questions about things that you're doing because you don't want your feet held to the fire, what does that mean about transparency and accountability in, in the city of Hamilton, right? This is a problem for counselors that goes far beyond Shaker from my perspective. So, to, I guess to try to get some resolution, as I understand it, uh, Shaker also uh, tried to contact some counselors and even went up as far as the mayor's office. What kind of response did he get on that? Um, so, I tried to count, contact the mayor's oh, office. Okay. I sent a letter on his behalf back in August to, uh, to the mayor and to council and haven't received a response to it. Um, I attribute some of that to the election, to the municipal election that happened and change in, in leadership, but... Still, it's been a few months at this point, and, and no response to someone when, when you flagged this for our elected officials. So if they didn't know about it, they certainly knew about it when they received my letter in August. And to sit quietly and let this kind of behavior happen from city staff is inappropriate. wonder where, exactly, and I guess this is one of the things you're trying to ascertain, I would think, Wade, is exactly when this decision was made and by whom. Was it actually from the city manager's office? Uh, it, it looks that way from the acting city manager's comments to Andrew Dreschel, but... I mean, to, to be honest, I don't even think he understands what happened because he says, well, the communications between Shaker and um, our elected representatives weren't blocked. And then I, of course, have an email chain where Councillor Tom Jackson emailed Shaker saying, there's an issue here. I can't get my email through to you. You might want to look into this. So clearly, I don't even think the city of Hamilton understands what they've done and his communications with city councillors are blocked. So, I, you know, I don't think they know what they're doing over there. Is there a list? <laughs> I mean, is Shaker one of many who are, are going through this right now? Is there a like a bad guy list here that city keeps about people they really don't want to hear from? Oh God, I hope not, but I don't know. <laughs> that's uh, I, I, that's getting into the Nixon mindset, and I hope it's not going down that road. But I mean, it is still yeah. it's prohibitive, Wade, and and uh, you know I think every citizen should be concerned about this, whether you agree with what Shaker's asking or not. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, that's why I said this is beyond shaker. This is something that new council needs to pay attention to right away, find out how, how deep this goes. If there is a list, I mean, that's problematic, and we should know about it, and steps should be taken to correct it. You don't want city staff uh, taking these kind of actions. And and look, there's a way to do this, and, and I'm sure that's the conversation at some point we're going to have to have with uh, the people that made this decision, is at some point if somebody is relentless and you've already answered the question, you can simply reply, reply by saying, look, at that, you asked and answered, I already gave you the reply, and you know you can either accept it or not. But to simply ignore somebody is, is, is really shirking your responsibility, I think. Sure. I mean, and if it becomes too persistent or the same questions constantly being asked, maybe you don't respond to that specific email or that specific question because you already have and that's the message you send, but to, to block them or to vet them so the emails aren't even coming through to people that 
they're supposed to be coming through to is a different a different ball game. Now, is there a possibility of, of of you pursuing this from a legal standpoint? I mean, it sounds to me as if this is somebody who's who's right to speak out and not right to ask questions of elected officials is being curtailed. Yeah, I mean, it's curtailed only in the sense that emails are blocked, so he still has access to information coming from the city of Hamilton. He doesn't have the same ease of access, I suppose, to clarification, but he can file freedom of information requests and do other things. So from a legal perspective, it's probably not a violation of the charter um, or something that's illegal, but it certainly is anti-democratic, and I appreciate the interest that, that's been drummed up around this because I think it's something that we all need to, to remember on Election Day. If City Council doesn't intervene in this situation and they, they continue to block city or citizens' emails. Well, because, again, and I'm looking at the elected officials. I, whoever made this decision, I, I you know, we may never find out exactly who it was, but the city councillors, now that they're aware of this, and, and as you said, Boyd, some of them were aware of this before the election, uh, have done nothing about it or said nothing about it, and, and that's somewhat problematic. I mean, there's always going to be a bunch of people that are, you know, political hang-ons that just always want to be in there and ask questions, and you tend to see a lot of them time and time again, whatever the issue is. But again, that's it's part of the job, and you're supposed to be there, and, you, and you're supposed to respond to those people in whatever fashion you're, you're allowed to, of course, but according to your job function. But I'm, I'm really wondering now if, you know, to use Mr. Zagarek's quote here, that these are being vetted. Uh, that's a nice bit of wordsmithing, I guess. Uh, you know, and I'm wondering exactly what part of this is inappropriate and what part of this is harassing. Yeah, I mean, I would be interested. I, I think that's something for, for the acting city manager to, to explain to the public and to city councillors, hopefully. I'm, I'm hoping at this point, now that it's come into the, the media spotlight, that city councillors will turn their eye to this and ask these questions of the acting city manager and perhaps take some action if they deem it to be inappropriate, something that never should have happened. What's, uh, what does Shaker want to see at the end of the game here? Does he just simply just want to be able to do what he's always been doing for the last uh, 17, 18 years? Or is he looking for something else from council here? No, I think I, I think from his perspective, he just wants answers to questions that he has. I mean, he's he doesn't strike me as a vindictive man in any any sense of the word. I think he's um, certainly persistent, and I think he certainly cares. Um, and I think he sees himself a bit of as a bit of a, a crusader for the taxpayer, for sit people in Hamilton, that he has some information and he can use his knowledge to to bring issues to light. So I think he just wants information. He just wants clarification. I don't think he's looking for any sort of recourse at this point. Well, because I've never seen him, nor have I ever heard him uh, do anything that was uh, in any way intimidating. And, you know, I, I've never known him to be a, one who calls people names or, or, you know, makes inferences like this. What his methodology was, from what I recall, was he would get staff reports and go over them and analyze them and then come back with a series of questions. And and like I say, it's really the counselor's job to do that. But, I mean, every citizen has that same right to do that as well. That's why these things are made public. Yeah, and I think I think I mean some councillors do that and some don't, right? Some well, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I appreciate that he does it. I, I wish I had the time and the the expertise or the knowledge to do it. I, I certainly don't, so it's not something that I could do. But I think people like Shaker are important who bring these issues forward, who do understand it, and who point out to the rest of us there might be a problem here. I would like to think that, uh, that with the the piece that Andrew wrote and uh, with your work on this, that uh, that somebody at City Hall is going to respond to this now. I hope so. I'm going to do what I can to continue to uh, get an answer to this, because like I said, it isn't about the questions that he's asking. It's about his right to ask those questions and, uh, and you know, a practice that I see is largely anti-democratic. Wade, thanks as always for the time. I really appreciate it. And uh, continued good luck with this. Uh, hopefully we can get this resolved in, uh, in due course and, uh, and get things back in, in the order in which they should be. Appreciate the time today. Thanks for having me, Bill. Take, Take care. care. Wade Bozyamka, of course, lawyer with Ross and McBride. 
Uh, and, and like I say, this is the thing I find frustrating when I heard about this. And there's always, as, as I mentioned to Wade, there's always going to be some people that call constantly, call city councilors, call city staff. And it can be a little redundant, and sometimes it can be irritating. I get that. I went through that. With a, I can still think as we're talking about this, and names of two or three people that are like that. But that's the process. That's what you're supposed to do as an elected official, and that's what you're supposed to do as a city staffer. And I know it takes time to respond to these questions, but that's, that goes with the job. That's the territory. And you can say quite nicely, look, at, I know I, what you're asking. I, I answered that for you. You may not like the answer, but that's the answer. And if they become persistent, you can always just respond by email and say, asked and answered, okay? But to simply ignore it, we got a problem there. And again, you, it begs the question, is, is he the only one where this is happening? To whom which this is happening, rather? Or are there others that are going through a similar experience? I'm sure if there are, we'll probably hear from them in the next little while. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.